Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Jay. What up, Bay? I, mean, I swear Little John got a song about everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said Jay-Z make- got a lyric for everything, but Little John got a song for everything? He, he will have a Christmas like crunk song that would get you right, get you hyped for Christmas. We've been asking today, recently in the show, because it seems to be like something like whether a guy has it is usually something people there's consensus on. Either a guy has it or he doesn't. We're not talking about just talent. We're talking about quoi. Yeah, yeah, the je ne sais quoi. Is that, uh, is that how you say it correctly? Well, I don't know. I'm just throwing in a <laughs> fake French accent. Look, does Dak Prescott have it? There does not seem to be consensus about this. Say ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Dak Prescott have it, yes or no? So he has not proven that he has it for the biggest moments when it matters the most yet. But I, I do think I've seen that it quality in his MVP season. And I've seen moments where the flashes of it, you're like, that's who I want you to be all the time. I think it's the level of consistency, right? So with certain players like a Joe Burrow, it feels like you don't get let down, even though it happens inevitably for everybody, Right. Those moments are way less than they are where they rise above. And with Dak, it feels like there are more moments where you get let down, where you want him to be. Those flashes of it don't really outweigh those moments of you, of him letting you down. I hear what you're saying. I have always gotten the feeling that Dak Prescott does, in fact, have it. And I also have the feeling that he has certain athletic gifts. He has a good arm. He can read defense as well. He can run. He's big and strong. And yet, usually, if those things are true and the player has it, he is more than the sum of his parts. And for whatever reason, I feel like Dak is less than the sum of his parts. But partly that's because I do feel, and maybe it's the impression I got early on, I think he's a leader. I think I think he makes teams better. I think that he... Is he can come in? Like I feel good about him in the big moment, but I have to admit, Jay, the, the, the record of his career so far as a team, as the quarterback, the team of the Dallas Cowboys have underachieved. Well, Max, here's what's happened to us subconsciously as well, and I'm going to admit it for myself. Like as a Giants fan, mm-hmm. and I know you love to see the the Cowboys lose. Yes, right? yes. I find myself rooting for Dak Prescott. He's a likable character. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about this in the NBA. We follow more players than teams, and I know football is very different. But the character of Dak Prescott going through injuries, getting the bag that he deserved, and, you know, having that MVP stretch and feeling like he can reach the pinnacle, his ceiling, never really getting there, You, I find myself rooting for him to get to the pinnacle and find out who we think he is that he can actually be. Let's get you set for three of the biggest – games of the weekend. So you're saying you don't find yourself rooting for Dak? I could never root for a Dallas okay. Cowboy. Right. Never happen. It will never happen. Okay. And but Michael Parsons is that You're dude. on the verge. You, you root for Michael Parsons. Do I root for him? Yeah, you do. You love watching him play. You're a fan of his. I got to admit, he reminds me a lot of Lawrence Taylor. There you go. Okay. So that's he, one. He looked good in that Giants uniform. <laughs> All right. Let's get you set for three of the biggest games of the weekend with three and out. Three and out. Dolphins at Bills. All right, and we have Elena Getzenberg, ESPN Bills reporter. Good morning, Elena. You ready? Ready to go. Where is the team's confidence coming off four straight wins? Where's Buffalo's confidence right now? 
extremely high. This team knows what to do in the snow. They are ready for this one. I think this team feels like they're on a winning path and they want revenge uh, after that loss to Miami earlier this year. How many players, as you relate, how players responded to the buzz around the weather this week? Because obviously snow, wind, all this is going to be a big thing. You know, it's really not new here, I guess. (laughs) They don't seem very phased by it. You know, they're used to the questions. They're used to what to expect. We did this a month ago. Um, Obviously, the game didn't end up being here, but it's not new to them. So many of these guys have played through snow before. You think back to that windy game against the Patriots last year. This actually won't be that bad in comparison to some things. It's just going to be snowy, and there will be conditions, but it's been worse, and they're used to it, so I don't think it's really too daunting to this team. Elena Getzenberg, ESPN Bills reporter. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Elena. Thanks. Um. You think the Dolphins are going to overcome the cold, Jay? I, I have no idea. Um, I, I I do think that Mike McDaniel has to make some big adjustments, and, and that's why I said running between the tackles is something now I'm looking forward to them to do, especially early. That helps the play action game. Like we know what they bring to the table, but it, as it relates to the explosivity of the wide receivers, but that's kind of reporters out. The last two games they put that in check, so you have to find alternative ways to win. That's why it's going to be a real thing. We sit up here and have Rob Ninkovich talk about you never take your helmet off in the cold. It sticks to your, you know, hair follicles on your face. It's just a different thing. I'm betting on the Bills to win, but I still think this one will be a game. Trying to think of a quarterback to his size who succeeded in the cold. I mean, Doug Flutie had some success, you know, like for sure. And he was smaller than these guys. But. I really think a lot of Drew Brees' success had to do with the fact that he went from San Diego at the time to New Orleans in and played dome. in a dome and all that stuff. I don't know that Drew Brees has the same career in Buffalo. The reason the Bills drafted Josh Allen, partly, was, was that it's not just the raw stuff. He can be a great, great quarterback. He had a huge arm, big and strong, fast, athletic. But he, that would play up in Buffalo. You want a big, strong, rugged kid to play in those, in those conditions. I don't think the Buffalo Bills would have been looking at Tua and thinking, yeah, that's the guy. So now Tua goes into those conditions. And I know, Jay, it's unfair because Tua's good and there's this little anti-Tua thing sometimes because it's like Key's going at him a little bit. Or, but Well, it's not like they're playing 17 games in the cold. No, we're just talking about this you're one. You're talking about one. All you have to do is get one. That's and true, like- but on the other hand, you're not acclimated. In addition to the fact that you're not built for it, you're not acclimated. I hear. I mean, there are a lot of times you play against teams like, you know, playing against a zone. I know it's different. You're not acclimated to practicing against a zone. I know weather conditions are different. It's just one, though, Max. You got to get one. I think that they're not throwing outside the numbers. Make them beat you that way. Up, oh, can't do it. Um. It's, so it's not just like when I, I just asked Elena Getzenberg, the ESP, or ESPN Bills reporter, about where's the Bills' confidence. Part of it is that side of the coin, but the other is the knowledge that Buffalo has that this team they're facing maybe is not going to be the most confident under these conditions. Jenna Lane, ESPN Bucks reporter, is with us now. Jenna, we're going three and out. So that was one. Here's two. What is the mentality about, you know, toward making the playoffs? What's that whole thing like in the Bucks locker room? You know, I was talking to Cam Brait the other day, and he said, we don't feel like we're playing like a first-place team right now, so it's hard to take 
uh, much comfort in the fact that the Bucks are still in first place in the NFC South. They're not even they're not even at 500 right now. But at the same time, they're not going to apologize for it either. It's not like in college bowl games where you can just say thanks, but no thanks and decline an invitation to to compete in the tournament. So each week they're they're just trying to really overcome themselves as much as you want to focus on an opponent. And Todd Bowles even alluded to this. He had said that you know each week they're they're trying to overcome overcome two opponents. They're they're trying to overcome themselves and then who they're actually playing that week. Uh, a lot of penalties at, at just really inopportune moments. They're dealing with injuries. Uh, they they got to correct all those things, though, if, if they want a shot at that, and, and particularly on the offensive side of the ball. ton of injuries on defense. Offensive side of the ball, though, they 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 still can't muster more than 17 points a game. That, that's a problem, especially while the defense continues to get injured. Jenna, so the Carolina Panthers are right in the hills of the Bucks. This division still seems wide open to me. How much is on the line for Tom Brady this upcoming weekend? Oh, oh certainly a ton. Um, and, and the thing is, is a lot of people look at the, the quarterback situations for the remainder of the season, and they're like, oh, you know, the Bucks should be able to win two out of four because after this game, you know, they – they go to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and obviously their their quarterback situation is uh, completely different now that, that Kyler Murray is out for the season. Well, the Bucks have a list of backup quarterbacks that they've lost to throughout the season. Mitch Trubisky, they lost to him. They lost to P.J. Walker. They have lost to um, just, I mean, it, the, the list keeps going on and on and on. And so, uh, and then, of course, this past weekend, they, they lost to, to Brock Purdy as well, Jacoby Brissett. So those aren't gimme games either. They also face, after that, they have the Carolina Panthers, and then they face the Atlanta Falcons, and they've already lost to the Panthers once. And, of course, the, the Falcons made a change there at the quarterback position too, having Desmond Ritter now out there. So those aren't gimme games, and I, I don't have a ton of confidence that they can win those games. But um, you know, a lot of certainly on the line this this weekend, especially when you're playing at home, and you're just trying to get any semblance of momentum that you can all throughout the season. They just have been up and down, up and down, up and down. Logan Ryan was telling me like we can't ride this roller coaster forever, and he's right. Only twice a season they've actually won games in back to back weeks. Like that's that's not a, a good formula for success. Thank you, Jenna Lane. That's Jenna Lane, ESPN Bucks reporter. Jay, I just looked it up because the Bucks are winning the NFC South at the moment at six and seven. Panthers and Falcons both a game behind at five and eight, and the Saints two games behind at four and nine. So then I looked at point differential because that tells you underneath a lot of times, you know, like gives you a sense of how, how are they actually. Listen to this. Who's winning by the biggest margins? Yep. Or how many points have they scored versus how many points have they allowed over the course of a yeah. season? Because that will tend to be distributed more evenly than people think in terms of wins and losses, right? Okay. Even though you might blow out a team in one game, whatever. Okay, so point differential. The Bucks are minus 30. Wow. The Panthers are minus 30, exactly. So fundamentally underneath, these are very evenly matched teams. The Falcons are minus 24, and the Saints are minus 34. So they're all under 500. They're upside down. And in fact, they are all over, under 500. And they're, they, by the point differentials, they should all basically have the same record. Now, here's the thing. 
it doesn't exactly work that way. There are some teams with players, particularly at quarterback, who are really good in high-leverage moments, and they will skew the win-loss record better than the point differential, right? That's Tom Brady. We showed you Tom Brady's clutch stats this year. In the fourth quarter, he's one of the best in the NFL still. So here is the question, Jay, given everything I just told you. Does time, and where he is in his career, does he have the most on the line of any quarterback in the NFL this week? Because clearly, everyone's looking no. at it and saying the difference in this division is one team's got Tom Brady and the other teams don't. No, I think Daniel Jones of the Giants does for his career with the Giants. I think Tua has more pressure on him because of them losing two straight and now them going on the road to compete against Buffalo in their division in the AFC and everybody's talking about it being cold. Look, I, I get that people have compared Joe Burrow to to Tom Brady. I get that's a matchup. But because the division is so weak, you still see the Bucks being able to drop a game like this and still finding a way to win a division when it all matters the most. And I, frankly, I think the, the Bengals are going to beat up on the Bucks. Let me think about the answer to that question. Does he have the most on the line? Because a lot of people feel that Tom Brady's going to retire, including Rob Ninkovich. Told me that on this just in yesterday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You think ESPN, if Tom Brady just show? barely makes the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs, he's good. Tom Brady. Well, I've been lot. around this dude. One of the most competitive people I've ever seen in my life. Like, one I put the, him on the same par as MJ or any of these guys. In terms right? of competitiveness. About everything they do. Yeah. Everything. You think he's going to retire after not making the playoffs? Jay, one of the reasons I made Hell the no. Cliff prediction, because I looked into it, and every quarterback ever had been fly- who was great was flying along at a, sometimes their highest level ever, 38, 39, 40, but no one had made it past age 41 season. They all fell off a cliff and retired. And the more I looked into it, the more I saw part of the reason for that may be they maybe simply had a down year or were more prone to injury as they got older and then as a result had a down year. And then because the history of the game told them now it's time to go, they just assumed, okay, it's, I don't have it anymore, or what, and, and they retire. The thing about Tom Brady, Jay, is that if he is on the fence himself, like, I don't know, is this me? Can I not do it anymore? I don't know, right? And they win the division, and they put a little daylight between, and maybe compete in a playoff game. That might feel very different to him than if they don't make the playoffs or if they, you know, fall flat His in some way. His entire O-line is depleted. I agree, Max. but that can factor into someone's perception of themselves and where they are. We're going three and out. What's next? Three and out. Eagles at Bears. Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles reporter. Tim, how have the Eagles players reacted to the Micah Parsons story? Uh, Galen Hurts kind of set the tone there, saying we're worried about the Bears. But, you know, Jordan Mailata was the one that left tackle, and the blindside protector for Hurts was the one that took it the furthest. Saying you know we're we're playing the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Micah Parsons, and Parsons should worry about his own game. I think basically they're kind of storing it away. That's that's pretty much Jalen Hurts' mo, where he he said even last week against after the Giants win, he said I, I carry my scars with me. He says that he forgives but never forgets. I think he's somebody that always has a growing chip on his shoulder from all of the doubters in the past, and people have said things and slighted him. And so I think he's storming in the way, and he's not going to use it for this week against Chicago, 
But I think, uh, you know, the, the team collectively will not forget once the calendar flips to Cowboys week in short order here. You know, Tim, I, one of the tricks that we always use as a player is when you have a big game coming up on your schedule that is a couple of games away, you always direct the entire conversation back towards the team that you're about to play. So you give them the utmost respect, right? And So people can't use lines like, oh, is this a trap game? So I ask you, with the respect that Justin – that. Jalen Hurts, excuse me, and the Eagles have given to the Bears. Do you see this potentially being a trap game or no way? You know, I do. I do. I wow. mean, this could definitely be a bear trap, right? right? Because you're between two divisional road games. They just came off of the Giants game. They have that huge game on Christmas Eve in Dallas coming up. But the coaching staff, you can tell, have really been hammering the point that this is a, a Bears team that has played their competitors close, even though their, their record doesn't suggest that a lot of their losses are by a touchdown or less. And you can hear those talking points being spoken back by, by the players this week. So they're, they're doing whatever they can in their preparation and psychologically to not look past Chicago. And they, they are giving them their full attention. But we know that the way that the NFL schedule is and that there are these kind of soft spots uh, – potential to overlook and you know division games and a a bad team uh that you're playing being all in the mix like it does have the ingredients for that thank you tim mcmanus that is tim mcmanus espn eagles reporter is this a trap game for the eagles something tim quoted from jordan mylotta the excellent left tackle of the philadelphia eagles jay that i didn't focus on this part of what he said but tim did when when my lotter originally said it, but Tim did, and I'm glad that he did. He said, "My lotter said we're they're playing the or we're playing the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Micah Parsons." But I look at that from Micah Parsons' point of view. One of the reasons what Micah did was problematic for people, Jay, and I'll say people for me, right? One of the reasons I'm like, yes, I like certain things about it as you do, but I'm like, uh, is if you're playing the Chicago Micah Parsons, you might as well not play the game. They're gonna kill you. If you give me a team of Micah Parsons, they'll never lose. You ain't. That's the problem with Micah Parsons talking that way. He's writing checks that he can cash. It's not like, how many Micah Parsons have there been even, right? There's so few guys. So he is putting Dak in a position. He's putting the rest of his teammates in a position. They all can't do it like him, Jay. Yeah, but he's capturing mind shares of a team that is a game away from playing them. Like, like this mind is, shares. Yeah, because know why? Like as like much that. as we sit up there and we talk about, well, Jalen Hurts kind of led the tempo, and then Mylotta said this, and you know, I talked to AJ Brown. Then he, you're talking about me. You're answering questions about me. You're redirecting it, but you don't think for one second, Max, just because how we publicly face and what we say that we're not actually having conversations about how we are going to address it in the locker room. But well, I feel like I feel like. Like, is this a trap game for the Eagles? No. The way the answers the Eagles are answering the question tells me they're mission-focused. Even if inside they're burning, ooh, wait till we get the Cowboys. I believe that they are yeah, focused sure they on are. the Eagles. Yeah, I saw the Eagles as favorites. On, on, the, mean, on the Bears, sorry. The Bears, they're going to be focused on the Bears. Like, is it a trap game? I don't think it's a trap game at all. I, I think they're focused. But, like, once again, I go back to this. Like, as somebody who had rivals or people that I wanted to beat more than anything, whatever I can do to disrupt what your natural nature is and how you go about your day-to-day routine or your process, if I can disrupt that for one key player or another, it doesn't matter what your message is collectively, 
Like we're this is mental warfare, Max. That, that's what these two teams are going up against each other for. Whatever throws you slightly off, I want to do that to you. Ernie in Jersey. What you got? You're on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN. What's up? What's up, Ernie? Hey, listen. Listen, this is what I got to say about my boy Dak. Because I am a Cowboy fan. All right. Sorry to hear it. Go ahead. You asked the question, <laughs> does he have it? No, he doesn't have it. Ooh. Never did. I, I watched him back when he played college. and Mr. He, He's just a good player. And he's a great player. I mean, he's a good player. Good Not player. a great player. Right. So he does not have it, Max. I heard you go. And Jay, you're right. He's a great guy. Everybody loves him. Big, strong guy. But he just doesn't have it. He's on a good team. He can take them all away, but he won't be the reason why they win it all. I, you guys, there is, just, just think about that. Ernie, two is going to have right. a bad game Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Let me, let me adjust your first, part, your first point, Ernie. There is, as a player, and Max, you've been in arenas. You have to feel this, right? When the moment's getting really big and certain players have the ball on the court or certain players have the ball on the field – the air just feels different, right? It feels a little bit more relaxed. When certain players that you're unsure about, when they have the ball, there's a density in the air where you're like, uh, you know those movies where like my mom does this all the time, she and my wife, where a part's coming up that's about to be scary. I can't watch. Yep. That's, that's almost how I feel in the big moments when Dak has the ball. I'm like, oh, I start pacing. Whereas when other players that we know, I'm like, it just feels like this is going to – here. Patrick Mahomes, what do we say? He gets the ball with a minute and a half. Oh, you gave him too much time. Tom Brady, oh, you gave him too much time. Joe Burrow, well, we expect that. Just a different feeling in the air. Yankees fans don't know what I'm talking about. Mariano Rivera had the ball. You're chilling. Not that he always won, but you're chilling. The Yankees traded for a dude named Jeff Weaver, starting pitcher. They brought him into a playoff game, no, to a World Series game. No lie, Jay, I, I went to turn the TV off. And, and people are like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, come on, guys. And he gave up the home run. They lost the World Series. Like, like you know, I, you're right. How many underdogs will win this week? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPNU. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and ESPN U. Does Dak Prescott have it? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Joe Fortenbaugh, host of Joe and Amber. Joey. New hit show. Join us. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Joe and Amber, by the way, starts on January 3rd, Jay. You Joe think you'll Amber? get the invite to be on the show? We'll see. Joe and Amber. I'm sure you with, will. I'm sure you will. Fitz and Harry. Ooh, there's a lot. 7 to 9 p.m., Joe and Amber, Eastern on ESPN Radio. All right. We're going to play real or not real. Underdogs who will win this week. Pat Costello, take it away. Well, first off, hi, well, Joe. Is, yeah, is Joe going to say hello? Like, yes, you- gentlemen, it's great to be with you today. Uh, Merry Friday. Thank you so much for having me on. Very excited to be joining the program. Hey, Joe, real talk. Congrats on the new show, man. First time we've talked since we've heard the news. Congrats on it, brother. Love that. Thank you, you, Jay Will. I appreciate it. And I, I will be reaching out for to book you for weekly appearances. So clear your Thursday and Friday let's, evenings. Let's start yes, slow. We will. Let's start slow. <laughs> I know James Steele, your new producer. Let's be like once a month, Joe, to start off, okay? Fair enough. And Jay is going to be doing my hits. Okay, what do we have? <laughs> we got real or not real underdogs who will win this week with the Daily Wagers, Joe Fortenball. Jay, we'll start with you. Indianapolis plus four at Minnesota. Real or not real, Indianapolis wins this week. Not real. The Vikings coming off a tough loss to the Lions last week, and the Colts have dropped the last six or seven. Look, the Colts offense doesn't have the firepower to hang with the Vikings, and Minnesota, I think, coming, it should rebound well. I'll, I'll take Minnesota easily. I, I like uh, Jeff Saturday to get the win here. To he get has, the win? He has, yep, the win. He has lost some close, tough games this year. Like Minnesota has a good offense, not much defense. They are one. I was just talking about point differential earlier in the show. Their point differential suggests they should not have the, as good a record as they have. They got to come back down to earth. Jeff Saturday's not going to lose every close game. Come on. Put $10 on a straight up menu. 10 bucks. You got it. Oh. Fascinating matchup. Fascinating because you have Indianapolis coming off a bye. And to Max's point, they have played competitive in some of the games they were oh, in. Don't do the it Dallas to me, Joe. game looked. The Dallas. Hold on. I'm just setting it up. This is what great comedians do. They set it up and then they pull the rug out. They pull the rug out. They played close in that Dallas game until it all got away from them. So the final score, score not necessarily indicative of how that went, but I would play Minnesota here. I would lay the four as well yeah. in this situation. They are off the bye. Minnesota for most of the season, in fact, for all the season, they've been overrated. But I think you got a good buy low spot here coming off the losses Jay Will indicated. All right, ba- what's next, Pat? Baltimore plus three at Cleveland, Jay. Real or not real, Baltimore wins this week. Yeah. I'll say real. Even if Lamar Jackson is silent here, I still like the Ravens to win this game. Their defense has been solid. I mean, ever since they made some additions, man, their defense has been stepping up to another level. And I just Deshaun Watson is very off to me. I'll, I'll go with Baltimore. Yeah, um, Baltimore is going to cover. And as I, I've never moved off my pick of Baltimore to win the Super Bowl, I'm still on them. They have had a fourth-quarter lead. I believe they're the only team in the NFL who can say this in every game they've played this year. Yeah, this is absolutely real. Baltimore's defense has been legit. They're allowing just 15 points per game over their last seven. They're really turning it on. What's the deal with Cleveland? 
I mean, I, Deshaun Watson's been terrible. He's completing like 54% of his passes. He's thrown an interception in each of his first two games. You can bet the interception prop. It's like minus 104. The Ravens ranked number two in the NFL in INTs this year. I'd bet him to throw another one in this matchup. Go back to the end of October when these two played. Baltimore at home was a six and a half point favorite. Now we change venues and it's three. That's a nine and a half point move. Now, yes, you should make the adjustment because of no Lamar Jackson. I don't think you need to make much of an adjustment from Brissett to Watson at this point in time. That's too much of an over adjustment value on Baltimore. We're playing real or not real underdogs who will win this week with Joe Ford and Ball, the Daily Wager, and Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Miami plus seven at Buffalo J. Real or not real, Miami wins this I'm going to go real because I need it to happen. Look, the weather conditions are not going to be ideal for the Dolphins, but I still think they have the weapons to win this game. Like I've been stating all day, I get that they want to throw the ball deep down the field. Obviously, that scouting report is out. I think Mike McDaniel will utilize the run game, run in between the tackles, control the clock. This game will be a fight, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover. As uh, what's his name said in half baked. What's his name? Half baked. The character who said, "I'm Cuban B." <laughs> yes, Cuban B. <laughs> Not that part. When they were visiting uh, the school teacher guy in jail who accidentally killed the horse by giving it treats or something, right? And it was a cop horse, right? So he went to jail. So they're visiting him in jail. And afterwards, Chappelle's like, I think he's going to be okay. And on the way out, he goes, they're going to kill him, yo. (laughs) They're going to kill him, yo. This ain't real. Buffalo is going to kill him. That's what I say. Go ahead, Joe. As long as the weather isn't awful and they are calling for a lot of snow, because a lot of people look at the Bills and see that as a home field advantage, it's not. We saw it last week. The Bills aren't built to be a physical, pounded between the tackles team. They're built to be an an aerial attack led by Josh Allen. So when you have bad weather like they did against the Jets, that really slowed their offense down last week and gave them problems. That being said, I don't know if I'd lay the seven. I think Buffalo is an excellent six point teaser league leg, but I don't see Miami winning this game. They've gotten popped each of the last two weeks. They're going to get popped again. By the way, it's Guillermo. Diaz is the actor, and remember the character's <laughs> name was Scarface in Half Baked. His name was Scarface in Half Baked. <laughs> One of all time best movies. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. All right, anyway, go ahead, Pat. All right, Philly plus uh, Philly at Chicago. Chicago plus nine. Jay, real or not real? Chicago wins at home. Yeah, I, look, I I think it's not real. I think this game means so much to Philly. I mean, every player has had to talk about Micah Parsons and how they answered it. They've redirected the attention. Back towards Chicago. I think they understand how special of a talent Justin Fields is. Seven of the ten games that they've lost have been within eight points or less. So they've been in games. I think Philly's going to take this game seriously, and they're going to get to work. Um, yeah, agreed. <laughs> I'm with you 100% there. Go ahead, Joe. Back doors wide open here because Chicago can score and Philly really throttles down in the second half. I'd look to an over on 48 and a half. I might look to Philly in the first half of this game. Chicago's defense is a major problem. That's the reason I can't get behind them. Their defense has been shredded by everybody this season. Yeah, that's a good point. They do take their foot off the gas in the second half of games, Philadelphia at times. All right, last one here. Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay home dog plus three and a half. Real or not real, Jay? Tampa Bay beats Cincy. I, I'll say not real. I just don't, I don't believe in the offense of the Bucks. I mean, seventeen or averaging seventeen points per game. It just doesn't feel like they have a lot of upside. And we talked about this, Max. There's certain dudes that when they have the ball in big moments, as much as everybody says, "Oh, Joe Burrow is going to be the next Tom Brady." Trust me, Joe Burrow hears all that stuff. And with all respect to Tom Brady, Joe Burrow is like blank Tom Brady. Like, I'm Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be proven on the field. I mean, Larry Holmes did something to Muhammad Ali at the end of Ali's career that wasn't, you know, uh, he destroyed him. 
this looks like Larry Holmes and Muhammad Ali to me, right? Like uh, uh, Joe Burrow is that dude. And the Bengals defense is good, too. And that's the real problem with Tampa and Tom Brady is there's no O-line. That's it. And there's still no O-line, and Cincinnati's still got a good defense. So, And they've been playing well, so there it is, Joe. I mean, Joe, if Brady, if they get behind early, you're going to be looking for Brady to throw the ball 40 times again. That's not a recipe for success. The Bucks stink. If the Rams and the Saints hadn't peed down their leg in the end of those games, <clears throat> excuse me, against the Buccaneers, season, yeah. Tampa would have lost nine of their last 11. They would have lost nine of their last 11. Why would we even talk about them? Last week, they quit on the field against the Niners. They're not a good team. Their offense is 25th or worse in scoring and yards per play. The defense isn't making big plays anymore. The willingness of that team to just lay down last week, why would I want to get behind them this week? They have serious issues. They're not just a bad team. If Brady wasn't the quarterback, and he's not doing a whole lot this year, if Brady wasn't the quarterback, we would view this team as one of the the, the below average inferior, not relevant teams in the NFL, but we do because he's the QB. That's why there's an advantage to betting against him because you're still getting value. Joe, I got it. The Bucks are the Los Angeles Lakers of the NFL. It's crazy. LeBron Brady. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Can still play, but suddenly uh, what's going on? By the way, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh, host of Joe and Amber, that starts on January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. And Pat Costello, for one, Joe, is very happy that you have a landing spot after uh, not being on Daily Wager anymore for a long time, according to Pat Costello. <laughs> I'm producer. very excited to be back in action, fellas. Yes. Very excited. Tough layoff. Yes. yes. Pat <laughs> Costello is under the impression too. that uh, the Daily Wager was a thing of the past. And so at least Joe has a nice landing spot here on Joe and Amber. <laughs> January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh, I'm being told... Daily Wager still on the air. 6 Eastern, ESPN. Pat, you gave me some bad information. Daily Wager still on. Confusing the audience. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. All right, Joe. Always a pleasure, boys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too, brother. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay's got his biggest takeaways from a huge night of NBA action. Next, Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jay, lots of NBA action last night. I really love this segment, uh, Jay's takeaways. I love when you, go, like, because you know exactly what headlines to hit so that there's so many NBA games, this is what you got to know. Here are the stories of the league right now. Jay, take it away. Let's kick it off at number three, boys. Number three. Yo, the Miami Heat returning 13 players from a roster that was just one win short of reaching the NBA Finals last season has taken a huge step back. I'm not sure the Heat are going to make the playoffs. Now, I know they've had some injuries, but let me tell you about the dichotomy of where this team is. So Jimmy Butler, who's been injury-prone a little bit, load management style to a degree, plays against the Celtics. They beat the Celtics, okay? And then literally... A game later, they played Detroit, and they get waxed by Detroit without Jimmy Butler. Wow. That far of a drop-off? Now, I know Tyler Hero has made 19 threes over the last two games. He dropped 41 last night in a big win. But there are a lot of questions around a team that was just there knocking on the door, trying to make some moves for Kevin Durant, now seems so far, far, far away from the top of the Eastern Conference. Problems in South Beach, pay attention to it. That's number three. Next up. Number two. Damn, I feel bad for Ty Lue, man. Remember when Ty Lue was like that dude, Max? He was like the girl that every guy was trying to court or the guy that every girl was trying to court. Like, all Ty Lue, like just genius basketball mind. Is he going to be the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, the Clippers job. Okay, he'll take it. Yo, Now, Kawhi Leonard, I'm off. I, I love him as a player. You can sit there and tell me whatever you want about him. He's won a championship. I respect the resume as a hooper to do what Kawhi Leonard has done. It's hard, but man, you got to be available to play this game. And each day that goes by that Kawhi doesn't play, he's played 10 games out of 31 so far this season, right? I sit there and think, yo, Shea Gildress Alexander is averaging 30 points per game. That dude is always available. It makes that trade look horrific, for the Clippers. Horrific for the Clippers. I'd much rather buy the stock of Shea Gilgis Alexander long term than hold on to a fossil and Kawhi Leonard, who I'm sure can't even be there when I need him to be the most. That's number two. Number one. Number one, man. I'm sitting up here. I'm watching hoops. And I watched Ja try to do something last night. I, I sat there and I was having a glass of Pinot. Right, watching the Thursday night game, watching the Bucks, watching the Grizz beat the Bucks by like 35 40 at home, being very impressed by the Grizz. And I found myself last night with the glass of Pinot Max mm-hmm. on YouTube watching for 11 minutes called Ja Morant, quote unquote, almost compilations. Because what he's doing. It is. You would rather. No, hold on, Jay. Oh. You would rather watch John Morant miss dunks than watch other players complete plays, basically. It's the most entertaining thing in this sport. He is the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA, but way more entertaining because there are more possessions. You just hit it, Jay. 
you, uh, he's got to have more team success. That's the feeling you get watching John oh Patrick God. Mahomes. You just feel like they're going to be there for the long run yeah. all the time because this dude. But there's some like magical extra. They're in the matrix where they don't even have to go fast. It's as though everyone else is in slow motion and they can just – they really have free will to do whatever they want in the moment. That's the feeling you get watching Mahomes. That's it. You hit it with John Morant. Max, he had a play last night where literally he was going against the body of – I forget who even the player was. And you thought like he was going to cock it back. But just the fact that he even has the mindset that he's going to try that, that dude believes he can do anything. There's certain things that with Patrick Mahomes, it's like I was watching you on This Just In while I was having COVID out, right? And it was – I forget who who the, the Chiefs are playing against, but it was like Patrick Mahomes hit somebody with like a, a basketball shovel pass, right? It was like, ugh. It was a no look. look. Yep. It was like, ugh, like a push pass in basketball, right? And you're like, yo, dude's just doing things that quarterbacks never – that's what this dude is yeah, doing. Same thing. He's AI combined with Zion athleticism 2.0. So, please throw some MJ in there. I mean, he floats. Sky, he's skywalking too. All he the time. floats like MJ Hangs in the air. Jay, I always say, I remember a Sports Illustrated cover where on MJ. This is like before he won any chips, but he was, you know, flying right. And they. They talked to physicists about whether it's possible for some people to hang in the air longer than others. Because they, and they were like, no, it has to do with the speed you take. But like, that's what it looked like with Jordan. That's what it looks like with Ja. He hangs up there, and you're going, wait, you're supposed to have to come down eventually. But let me tell you, Max, like, if you go see a game like Ja Morant, 6'2 6'3", a buck 85, yeah. right? it feels like a normal human being doing alien-type stuff. That's why he's the most entertaining box office player there is in basketball I right agree. now. It's a normal person walking down Fifth Ave. We're like, hold on, you doing that against Rudy Gobert? You trying that against some of these trees? And you know what and else? And you Jay? see Luca though, Max. Like Luca's six seven, two thirty five, two forty. Yeah. It's that doesn't seem human to you. Right, Giannis right. is not human. Steph, Joel Embiid, Steph can Steph. connect to the kids because they're like, oh, he's like kind of my size. Exactly. But and he shoots from deep. But this dude has alien like. I mean, Steph has alien like abilities too. But, but it's different. The, yeah. I, it, it's the hand eye coordination. It's the sharp shooting mentality. Steph from makes you believe you could do that too. Somehow, if you worked hard enough, John ja makes you this. believe he's touched in a way that you just, you know, good luck. He's touched by Zeus himself. Yeah. That's what the dude, you, there's no way you think, well, I have to go in to see a game or watch a game. Yeah, let me try that. You can't do that. And you, Jay, here's the, here's the, the, the thing about Ja is he does all that in the service of winning. winning. It's one thing to have a show. Like there's some players that come along, you go, oh my god! But he does it in, as a winning player on a on a real good team. By the way, if he was healthy last playoffs, do you think they maybe make I think the finals? It been, I, do, I think it would have been very different. Gone down to the wire. If they if they had caught game one, if they had won game one that they gave away, I think it was that yeah, Desmond yeah. Bain, If they had caught that one, it would have been different. And Josh stays healthy. But here's my thing, though: you felt like they belonged. Maybe they were a year away from experience. Who would you but, take right now if they were in a seven-game series? I mean, I would, take, I would take Memphis. Yes! I would take Memphis. And that's why I keep going back. This is not – when people say – Coach K will always talk about this, and I thought it was genius the way you program people psychologically, right? We won a championship my sophomore year. My junior year, we had 95% of a returning roster come back. He'd be like, yo, y'all didn't win nothing last year. Last year don't matter. Like, everybody's starting zero and zero this year. It's a new year. So be like, oh, yeah, Golden State, the reigning defending champs. I'm like, actually, 
Like, that was a different team last year. That was Gary Payton II defensively. That was Otto Porter Jr. Completely different makeup. These are new guys and new roles. That was before uh, Draymond snuffed uh, Jordan Poole. Yo, man, just saying. Different strokes, different years. Meantime, I'm not. I think Warriors probably win anyway, but I don't know, man. It ain't that far out. I don't know. Maybe John would have gotten by him. Who knows? Is the gap that big? Not that big. At the end of last year, when all was said and done for the first time in NBA history, a dude 6'3 or under looked like maybe he's the best player in the world. I mean, at the end of the finals. Ja, that was Steph. Ja might be next up where we're going at a certain point. That might be the best player on the planet Earth. 888-SAY-ESPN. 729-3776. Ja's got it. Does Dak? Does Dak have it? Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.